Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. There is a certain affliction which seems to hit middle-aged men with little pot bellies and mushy muscles who keep bragging about what wonderful shape they're in. It's called athlete's mouth. <laughs> and listen to a big loud one as we meet Fibber McGee and Molly. That's why I'm going bowling tonight with Wilcox and Latrivia. It's a matter of health. Keeps me in condition. Muscle tone. You know what muscle tone is? Certainly. Mm. That's when a cat's biceps wind up as a violin string. <laughs> and I'm afraid yours would all be G-flat. Oh, ho, 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 ho. no, they wouldn't. I'm in a pretty darn good shape for a guy my age, and you know why? Yes, because you conserve your strength. That's it. You let me pick your yesterday's shirt up off the bedroom floor. That's because, my dear, I take proper exercise uh, at regular intervals. Bowling. Do you know that bowling exercises almost every muscle in the body? No. The neck muscles, too? Oh, especially the neck muscles. Why, I've developed a regular bull neck just from peeking at the score sheet in the next alley. <laughs> Trying to find out how other people are doing. <laughs> Well, all right. Let's yep. admit, for the sake of discussion, that you've got muscles like cement. You betcha. Rubber cement. <laughs> but what are you trying to sell me, dearie? I ain't trying to sell you anything. I'm merely suggesting that you ought to take as good a care of yourself as I take care of mine. So look, put on a pair of tennis shoes, join I and Wilcox and Latrivia, and come bowling. you got to keep in condition as well as me. And well, come in. Hey, that's Oli from the Elks. Hi, Oli. Hello, Oli. Well, hello, McGee. Hello, Mrs. I just thought I'd stop in on my way back from the doctors. And the doctors? It. Have you been ill, Oli? Oh, no. I used to be in for a semi-annual show-up. <laughs> Check-up, you mean? Check-up till I get the bill, then I show-up. <laughs> well, I'm glad it was just a routine examination, Oli. I hope you came out with flying colors. No, I came out with a fellow named Jorgensen. <laughs> he had a skull fracture. My gosh, a skull fracture. No, a skull fracture. Oh? He's in the old tavern, and he raises his glass, and he says skull to the waitress. And the bartender, who's the waitress' husband, hits Jorgensen with his tan. <laughs> well, how did your examination culminate, Ollie? Oh, it culminated all right, Mrs., <laughs> but it don't turn out so good. <laughs> Doc Gamble says I got blood pressure. Hi, Ollie. Hi, McGee. <laughs> then he counts my blood and says I don't get too many white blood corporals. Hello, Ollie. Hello, Mrs. Nice to see you. <laughs> then the doctor, he wraps a gray bandage around my elbow and he pumps my arm up with a red bicycle pump. <laughs> you know, I guess I hold air pretty good because he said my cardigan condition was very good. <laughs> Cardiac condition, Ollie. Yes, a uh, cardigan is a sweater. Sure, I'm trying to cargan myself, and I shovel coal at the uh, scrub's furnace all winter. <laughs> a real sweater. Well, then he finished the examination, and he makes out his bill. <laughs> and what a bill. Hi, Ollie. Hi, McGee. How's <laughs> everything? Well, i got to be running along so long, both you fellas. <laughs> He is so cute, isn't he? Yeah, he's good enough of a guy, but 
My gosh, a guy that he's been a United States resident of this country as long as always probably been one should ought to make himself a little an effort to lean, learn himself to talk better English, it seems to me. Well, maybe he could teach some from you. That is, if you're willing to learn him a little. Well, I bet I could at that. Hey. Yes? Look, Holy says he takes a semi-annual medical examination every year. When did you have one last? Oh, me? One last? Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know, McGee. I think it was, uh, now let me see, that last insurance policy was, uh, hmm, 1936, I believe it was. 1936, and this is 1951. Fifteen years. Gee, kiddo, you ought to get yourself checked over. Personally, I keep in fine condition by bowling and stuff. Like I and Wilcox and the Trivia are doing tonight. But you, you don't even know how you feel. I do, too. I feel fine. How do you know? How do I know I feel fine? Yeah. Well, I just do. That's all. I feel wonderful. Now, that's impossible, kiddo. You simply can't know how you feel till you get checked up on. Doc Gamble says you're okay. Okay, then go ahead and feel good. <laughs> this way, you're just taking advantage of your own ignorance. Come on. Let's go down to Doc Gamble's and get yourself looked at. Come on. Get your hat. We'll go down to Doc Gamble's. Hey, sis, how soon can we see the doc? My gosh, we've been here 20 minutes. Is this an emergency, Mr. McGee? Absolutely. My wife has waited 15 years to get her health checked up on, and every added minute is... No, nurse, it is not an emergency. We'll wait. Come on and sit down, McGee. Oh, gee whiz, I don't see why I didn't... Dr. Gamble's office? Yes, Mrs. Thompson. Uh, You say you think your bill is too big? Well, bring him in and we'll put him on a diet. (laughs) You're welcome. Quite busy, isn't it, dearie? Dr. Gamble's office is always crowded like this. You know, he must be the best doctor in town. Oh, yeah? Well, if he's so good, why do his patients have to keep coming back? Why don't he cure some of them? Uh, pardon me, sir. Are you through with that magazine? Huh? Oh, oh, sure. Here you are, bud. You can have it. Thanks. You know, I've been coming here every week for a long time. Oh, that's too bad. You have something chronic, sir? Oh, I'm in perfect health, madam, but I'm reading a serial in the Saturday Evening Post. <laughs> Let me see, page 54. Dr. Gamble's office? Who? Oh, yes, Miss Blick Thistle. Well, when it says take one pill three times a day, it doesn't mean the same pill. You take a different pill each time. Not at all. Goodbye. <laughs> kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Take one pill three times a day. <laughs> like the guy that didn't know whether he liked olives, so he tied a string on an olive. <laughs> uh, gamble here? Yes, sir. Well... What do you got? Crafts, poker, roulette, blackjack, whatever it is. Pardon me, sir. This is the office of Dr. George Gamble. Oh, oh, excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) Like the fellow didn't know if he liked olives, see, so he tied a string on an olive. Excuse me. Folks, are you ahead of me to see the doctor or am I ahead of you? Well, I'm sorry. We were here first, but if it's something serious... Oh, no, it's just this epidemic. I came 500 miles to see Dr. Gamble. Flu, sis? No, I rode my bicycle. (laughs) The roads were pretty icy, but I... Hey, sis, 
Come on, the slasher gamble know we're waiting out here. My gosh, with all the business he gets from me, you think he'd have a... All right, nurse. Well, Dr. Gamble, I'm here for my operation. I'm ready. Oh, yes, Mr. Tabloid. We're expecting you. Yes, John Tabloid, Molly, the millionaire publisher. He's the... The doctor will be with you in a few minutes, Mr. Tabloid. In a few minutes? I'm a busy man, nurse. I made an appointment to have my tonsils out at 2 o'clock. I know, but we're a little... It's 2 o'clock. Tell the doctor to get his instruments ready and yank my tonsils. I'm double parked. (laughs) Uh, yes, Mr. Tabloid. Right through that door there. Right. Heavenly Daisy, double parks to have his tonsils out. Yeah. You got right in the door to see Doc, too, while we sat here and wait. What kind of a joint you running here, sis? The more dough you got, the better service you get, huh? Where does that door go to? The operating room? No, that's the fire escape. Twelve floors down and no knob on the outside. (laughs) See, McGee, Dr. Gamble plays no favorites. Oh, look. Hmm? Over there behind the newspaper. Isn't that Mr. Wilcox? Oh, yeah. Hey, hi, Junior. Oh, hi, pal. Hello, Molly. I didn't see you come in, Mr. Wilcox. Well, I just didn't feel like talking, Molly. I sort of... Didn't feel like talking? Boy, you must be sick. (laughs) You don't look good, Mr. Wilcox. What's the matter? I don't know, Molly. I just don't feel right. Working too hard, maybe. I don't know. Hey, you look pale, pale. Or pale, pal. <laughs> yeah. You, you got a complexion like a tired abalone. You ought to see a doctor. Well, here find... comes Dr. Gamble, Mr. Wilcox. Maybe he'll take a look and at you. And he's a fine baby, Margie. You just keep him on that formula I gave you at the hospital. The pet milk formula. Thanks, doctor. He just eats like a horse. <laughs> hey, did, did he say pet milk? I don't know. Hey, Doc, can we be next week? Winston, give Mrs. McGarry another copy of that pet milk formula and, uh... Oh, oh, Harlow, I didn't see you. Did you say pet milk formula, Doc? Here we go. For the baby there? Yes, why? Well, gee whiz, Doc, I... I... Oh, that name. Pet milk. No, wait a minute. (laughs) Take it easy, Junior. Don't get excited, boy. You're sick. <laughs> I raise all my babies on pet milk, son. Helps them to grow up strong and healthy. It keeps them well. I guess he's even got Doc doing it now. Well, hey, tell me more, Doc. Go on, go on. Tell me more. Well, there's kind of a legend around this town about gamble babies being sort of special babies. And I like that. Yeah? So I put my babies on the best formula I know, naturally. And that happens to be pet milk. Sure, Doc, sure. Because... Pet evaporated milk contains all the milk minerals that children need to grow strong, straight bones and good sound teeth, huh? Mm-hmm. Mr. Wilcox, take it easy. Don't crowd yourself. You're not well. You know, hey, Doc, Doc, you know, yeah. that pet milk is just good, sweet, whole milk evaporated to double richness with all the bodybuilding milk substances left in and only water taken out. You know that, well, huh? Sure, I know what I'm prescribing. Hey, guys, so... the color come back to Junior's face, Molly. <laughs> Lighten up like the front window of Joe's pool room. I never saw such... Hey, hey, Doc, do you tell these young mothers about how pet milk is always uniformly rich? So they know that every feeding with a pet milk formula is just like the previous feeding? No variations in it to upset a tiny tummy? Yes, I know. Ah, do they know that a pet milk baby is a happy, healthy baby with every possible chance to grow up strong and sturdy and look, be a big look? Harlow. Milky, Doc, milky. Look, Milky. Yeah. Yes, pal. Or, uh, yes, Doc. Did you want to see me about something? Are you sick? Or... <laughs> Who, me? Yeah. After hearing what you said about pet milk, never felt better in my life, Doc. Great. 
See you at the bowling alley tonight, pal. Yeah. Wow! I feel wonderful! <laughs> Strange, lad. <laughs> well, when you know him as well as we do, Doctor, you... Where did Dr. Gamble go, McGee? He went back inside, and by George, I'm getting tired of this waiting. It's a good thing it's you that's sick, Molly, because if it was me that was sick, I'd tear this joint apart. I'd kick that door in and raise more king rocks. Trainer, tell Doc Gamble his car is washed, baby, and oh, 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 hello there, kid. Hello, Mr. Oldtimer. Hi, Oldtimer. What you doing here, Johnny? You sick, boy? <laughs> of course not. I'm in the punk of condition, Oldtimer. I'm going bowling tonight. That's what keeps me in shape, boy. Oh, bowling. I used to love it, Johnny. Matter of fact, I worked as a pin boy at one time. A pin boy? Yep. I brought the pins whenever the bowlers busted their suspenders. <laughs> Interesting work, if you like it. I found it very boring. <laughs> Had to bring my girlfriend, Bassie, in here last week. She wasn't feeling good. <laughs> Did the doctor look her over? Yeah, yep. Doc examines her and he says, Bessie, he says, I may have to remove your goiter. Bessie says, Doc, if you remove my goiters, my socks will fall down. <laughs> Bessie, she's a car. Yeah. Well, I've seen her. She's a whole deck. <laughs> I had a little cold myself last week, but I got a home remedy for it. Works fine. A home remedy, huh? What's it like? It's very simple, daughter. The first sign of a cold, you just take a handful of black powder, a tablespoonful of BBs, and a double-arm load of cattails. Powder, BBs, and cattails? Yep. You take them out in the woods at the edge of a pond full of rainwater at the dark of the moon. The dark of the moon? Yeah. Yep. And you sat there and wait till daylight. Then you stick the cattails in the ground, hide in them, ram the powder and the BBs into a 12-gauge shotgun, and shoot yourself. Shoot yourself? <laughs> yep. You shoot yourself a goose. Oh. <laughs> take it home, boil it down, spoon off the goose grease, rub it on your chest, Go to bed for three days and then call a doctor. <laughs> Never fail, farm kid. Now, granted, I'm getting tired of this runaround. If Doc Gamble don't see us within five minutes, I'm Mr. Really... and Mrs. McGee, you may go in now. There, you see. You just have to make a few threats and they will. <laughs> Okay, Molly, I've finished with you. Perfect shape. Oh, doctor. Never mind her shape, that. So how's her health? Well, I guess that's what he meant, dearie. I'm afraid. Uh, you see, Dr. McGee's been worried about me because I haven't had a checkup in so long. Well, it wasn't only that, kiddo. It was them spots all over your face. Spots? What spots? Them little black spots that kept whirling around. Mm -hmm. I leaned over to pick up a magazine out in the office there, and when I straightened up, Molly had spots all over her face. <laughs> Me? Yeah, and all over her coat, too. And on the wall. Knowing that she don't bowl regular like me and can't be in too good a condition, take I just... Take off your coat, McGee. Oh, dear. What do you mean, take off my coat? It ain't me that's sick, tummy thumper. I bowl, and a guy that's... Take off your coat! I'll help you, dearie. Here, now, take it easy. Ouch! Watch it, Molly. I got a pain in my side there where I fell on the ice yesterday. Where's the pain? There? Ow! Quit jabbing me! 
a big sadist. <laughs> that hurt. Well, it ought to hurt. I think your ribs broken. Lie down. Huh? His jaw looks a little puffy, too, Molly. You notice that? Happened yesterday, Doctor. It was just a busted tooth, that's all. That's all. He was cracking pecans, Doctor. Yeah. <laughs> and somehow a ball bearing got mixed in with him. <laughs> I'll see a dentist about... Wow! Stop poking my stomach. Miss I'm not... Miss Ward, Miss Ward, wheel the x-ray in. Huh? Bring my stethoscope and cancel all appointments. This may take all day. Now, wait. Looking <laughs> through examining me, Doc. My gosh, I've been in here for an hour, and you've looked at me through everything but a Venetian blind. Well, it's a good thing he has, too, dearie. Oh. Heavenly days. A broken rib, an infected tooth, a bursitis, a slight bronchial condition, and gout. My final verdict, Eggface, is that you have been dead for two weeks. <laughs> I have? Mm-hmm. Oh. Ha-ha. <laughs> You're kidding. <laughs> Not by very much, I'm not. Nurse, have those x-rays come back yet? I can't get them away from the technicians, Doctor. They just keep looking at them and laughing. I don't blame them. Now, Molly, if you'll hand me that little silver hatchet up there... Hatchet? Oh, no, you don't. You ain't going to open up my skull with no silver hatchet. Why, George, I... Lie down! <laughs> Thank you, Molly. I just wanted to show you this. Isn't it pretty? Oh, it's lovely, Doctor. Oh. Read the inscription. To Dr. George Gamble, in appreciation of his fine record and wistful vista, uh, from the Chamber of Commerce, February 22nd, 1951. At Washington's birthday. They gave a party for me. Read the other side. To our own little George. <laughs> first in war, first in peace, first in the hearts, livers, and kidneys of his wistful vista countrymen. <laughs> Isn't that sweet? Dad's ratted, how long do I have to lie down here and listen to this chatter? I want to go home. I got a date to go bowling tonight, and I want to... Look, look, goober puss. <laughs> I've got news for you. Yeah. You're not going bowling tonight, tomorrow night, nor next week. You're in rotten shape. Nurse, get Mr. McGee's clothes. <laughs> pillow under your head? No. No, I'm all right. Thanks. Well, I must say you look wonderful. You've got a better color than you've had in a month. Pink as can be. How's it look now? Well, good heavens, you're pale again. What happened? The light was shining onto my face through this police gazette. Sorry, you won't be able to go bowling tonight, dearie, but maybe... Come in. I mean, come in. Oh, it's his honor. Do come in, Mr. Mayor. Hi, Elifiv. Walk quietly, boy. We got illness here. Well, if somebody's sick, they'd better get you out of the house and let it quiet down. Come on, Mark Toots and Harlow are waiting at the bowling alley for us. We'll no go down way. and get No it's himself here that's sick, Mr. Mayor. And it's nothing trivial, though. I'll be up and around in a few days. It's too bad, Latrivia. I know you can't get away very often for bowling, and I thought... How do you manage to get away for bowling, Mr. Mayor, as busy a man as you are? There are only two ways a public official can get some free time, Molly. One, get indicted and go to jail. 
And two, appoint a committee. Oh. A committee is the answer to almost everything. Uh-huh. In private life, it's known as passing the buck. In public life, it's called appointing a committee. <laughs> Latin word, ain't it, Latrice? Committee? Greek. Oh. It means a small group of the unfit appointed by the unthinking to undertake the utterly unnecessary. <laughs> Educated, Mr. Mayor. I'll bet you know almost everything. Oh, I'll bet he don't. Who discovered the airplane, Latrivia? You mean recently? <laughs> Arthur Godfrey. You see, McGee, he's so well informed, but being mayor. Being mayor, I don't have to be well informed. I just have to give fast answers and then go to on to something else before anybody can check up. Oh. <laughs> what? Yeah. Well, I'm, uh, I'm sorry you can't bowl tonight, McGee. This was a match game. We need a foursome, so I... Um... Hmm... Are you thinking the same thing I am, Mr. Mayor? Yes, yes. You need anything, McGee? Huh? No, no, I'm comfortable. Uh-huh. Going to try to sleep a while. Sure, you won't need me for a while, dearie. No, no, thanks. I'm going to take a little nap and then I... Get his bowling ball, Mr. Mayor. Uh-huh. I'll run upstairs and get my flat heels. Phone the alleys. Tell them we're coming. You don't mind, do you, dearie? Oh, no, go ahead, kid. I'm glad you're finally taking my advice. There's nothing like bowling for Tony... <laughs> gentlemen, the Red Cross Drive is now on. The world's greatest agency for coping with local, domestic, and international disasters needs your support to carry on its work. There are new problems and new needs every day. With the present emergency and the necessity for veterans' services and plasma collections, to name just a couple, it is vital that we all help defray the cost of these uh, tremendous tasks. So when you're called on to contribute to the Red Cross... Remember, it can handle almost any disaster except our indifference to its needs. Give generously. Good night. Good night, all.